Ander and the media spin doctors, The Flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. Hello and welcome to the Doing Time Show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. And we've got Peter behind the panel pushing buttons. Hi, Pete. Hi. And we've got a, quite a, a big show today. Um, the first, well, all our interviews are special, but the first interview that we are having is um, it's it's a an extended interview with Latona Dungai, and Latona Dungai is the mother of Aboriginal man David Dungai who died in custody, and there was there's going to be an inquest next week about this, and basically this is all about duty of care, and just a, a warning to listeners that there may be. Um, audio images uh, that that are that are. Um, I don't quite know how to how to say it actually. Just that. Say that. Yeah, just they just maybe um, images that may be distressing to some listeners. So there is going to be an inquest in March into the death of David Dungai Jr., a 26-year-old Indigenous Danguti man, and there was graphic footage of um, the eight-minute ordeal, which began with officers from an immediate action team, IAS, at Sydney's Long Bay Jail, rushing Dongai's cell and restraining him face down on the bed. Now, we're going to be talking to his mother today. She really is very, very um, happy and very interested to do the media. She wants to have an investigation about this, and she wants to talk about him in detail. Just to give a little bit more of an intro before we speak with her, um, David was transferred to another cell where he was restrained again, injected with a powerful sedative misodolum, and a few minutes later he stopped breathing. The video was played at the in- inquest last year to the court until the moment Dungai became non-responsive. The court also heard from a number of witnesses, including expert testimony from an emergency physician, Professor Anthony Brown, who testified on his finding that a failure by staff to adequately administer first aid removed any chance of survival for Dungai. In his opening address, counsel assisting Jason Downing said Brown gave evidence that while the initial attempt at resuscitation by officers were appropriate and medical treatment of the highest standard, those of the Justice Health staff were incompatible with survival. So this all started with eating a pa- with David wanting to eat a packet of biscuits, and the situation escalated, and indeed um, he died as uh, of positional asphyxia, which was clearly a factor in the death. In the same way, actually, that David Dunn, uh, that sorry, that Wayne Fallon Morrison died as well, and we've actually interviewed his sister um, Latoya. Uh, a couple of years ago during the International Women's Day event, events that are coming up now, pretty soon in March. So anyway, we're going to be speaking pretty soon with uh, Litona, David's mother. But before we do that, just to let listeners know that today is the beginning of Subscriber Drive. 
and it goes from the 11th to the 17th of February. And I just wanted to give a few details before we speak to David's mother um, about this. So, so subscriber drive is, is very, very important because um, we, that, this also helps um, 3CR as well. And being a subscriber is important. You've got actually um, things that you can do to help the station. You've got control of some of the decision-making and the voting um, with, with some of the activities that, that happen at 3CR. And how to pay? The price is $35 for unwaged, $75 fully waged, and $150 solidarity. And there are various ways to pay. You can go online. Go to www.3cr.org.au slash subscribe and pay with your PayPal or credit card account. You can direct deposit BSB 313140 account 1206 1489. Write your name in the reference field and reply and, and email 3CR to let know that you've paid. Or you can call. You can call now 0394198377. Um, during business hours and you can you can pay um, through credit card or you can come in person and visit the station at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy and you can pay by cash credit card or check or you can post a check or money order made out to 3CR to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and it would be really awesome absolutely awesome if listeners called now and subscribed to 3CR um, during our during our show, and that would be fantastic. But if you can't, I understand. But it would be really fantastic um, if you could subscribe from the 11th to the 17th of February, which is Subscriber Day Drive. Sorry, not day. <laughs> well, thing. it's Subscriber Day and Subscriber Drive. It's approximately 4:05, and you'll be hearing a number of subscriber announcements um, throughout the show. Um, as a reminder. And before I forget, just to complete this really long intro, because I'm giving Latona a chance to get a cup of coffee and to relax, because you just come home. Um, we have now, after her, we're going to be interviewing Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective. And we'll be interviewing him at 4.30. Um, there's a snap action that's happening um, called by the Refugee Action Collective. Refugee supporters have called a snap protest tonight, February 11th, at 5pm at the State Library in Melbourne, Swanson Street. So rock up to the protest if you can. Um, the, the, the snap protest is to urge Labor and the crossbench to continue to support Karen Phelps' medical transfer bill to stop political interference in the transfer of sick refugees from Manus and Nauru. Isn't it um, a um, disgusting the Liberal Party's um, yes, oops, yes, it, it is it response. Is, it is disgusting, absolutely disgusting indeed, Peter. And you know the Liberal Party is is doing absolutely nothing. Um, they don't really seem to be interested. Just injecting fear into the people. Yeah, yeah, climate of fear. Um, it's the coalition has actually launched a scare a scare campaign of lies. Morrison has claimed about six sick refugees that they may be a pedophile, they may be what? a rapist, they may be a murderer, but has no evidence of this. And that was a direct quote from Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective. So thank you so much, Peter, for, for letting that out because that's terribly important, um, an important reminder that um, we need to get this, um, this government out.
the right wing is rising. It's approximately 4.07, and we're going to be speaking with Latona soon, and I believe, Petty, you've got some music. Yep. We jail black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio, and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What you need is we got the hell. Lots of changes. We need more brothers. Subscribe to your award-winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Beauty Base Camp. Welcome to Little Red Slangy Treehouse. As you said, I'm down at the East West Tunnel ticket, as it usually does, starts at 5.30am. The Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. Police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning. I think for Australians... In order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continuing culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 94198377 now. And you're back with 3CR Community Radio doing time show and... We're going to be speaking now with a very, very special guest, and it's Latona Dungai, who is the mother of David Dungai Dung- Jr. Hello, Latona. Yes, Dungai. Not Dungai. Dungai. David Dungai. Thank you very much for that correction, David Dungai. Latona, could you speak up just a little bit? Is yes. That, you still there? Yes. Can turn you? the headphones up, Pete. Yeah. Um, it's it's so lovely to have you. I'm just wondering. I'm going to leave it up to you. Can you just tell us um, what's going on? Um, are you there? Could you just tell us what's, what, what's been going on with, um, with, with, with David and what, what your feelings are about the whole situation? Uh, well, the feeling of our situation, Tyson waiting for the dictation, for them to write the dictation of my son's death. Um, and also uh, dictating the death. Could it be dictating a murder or a killing? Which that uh, we can't tell because there's been some wrongdoing in all all duties of care. Yes, yeah, that's right. And also... uh, The way he died, they they didn't give him comply with anything that he was singing out. I can't breathe. And um, I believe with the biscuit, he had to eat that biscuit to keep his levels up. Yeah. Because he's a diabetic to insulin dependent. 
the most more we had that just get to get get these levels back up because when you're on a high you could drop really really quick if uh you know any stress or triggers could pull anything off which that would be at what happened at the time of day of death. And he was forcing them to get down to keep strength to keep them away from him, but he didn't have no strength to do that. Yeah. Because he, they came in as he was eating a biscuit, but in and all, it never even um, digested or anything to do any anything for him if he was going into a low or high. <coughs> and I don't believe the charts, because they could be written in and bod- bodged up. And because I know I was my son's diabetes educator and also his nurse. And I also know that any any high strong drugs he is not allowed to take by a needle. It had to be induced by a a, a drip slowly going into his body, whatever medical substance the specialists give to my son the medication, whether agrees or not, the only way they know is through a drip. And that medazlam was a very, very strong dose and a sedative for any diabetic too insulin dependent to have. So I wouldn't have known if the affiliation would have killed my son by them pushing all his body inside of him up to out of his throat, his heart could have been could have could have could have, could have come out too as well if they'd had more time on on that old affiliation yeah. and stop breathing in, in every every capacity at every time and of every move they done on him. The breathing kept deteriorating. It's awful. Yes, it is awful. And um, I, <coughs> I just let them all go, the nurses and the doctors. And I didn't even solicit that I was my, my son's own nurse and own diabetes educator. Because yeah. I wanted to see who was... It was the real deal out of all of these government working bodies. Yeah. Who's honest and who's not honest. And I found that there weren't very much honesty in the nurse or the doctors. They wouldn't have known what they were putting on his charts. There was about 11, might have been half a dozen medications that may have killed my son slowly during his incarcerations because they was treating him for every other sicknesses until they got to the diabetes too. They didn't even bother about giving my medical records from Kempsey Jail to the other to the other imprisonments where he was sent in the other incarceration areas. Weren't sent his medical records and they got jumbled up and they called him an epileptic fit. That's not an epileptic fit. No. That's a, that's a diabetic who's taken a turn if he's low or high. Yeah. They go as though they've got, no, got another, uh, another 
split personality. And also, that's a split personality they're crying out for help. And when he was crying out for help, they didn't help. He was telling them he couldn't breathe each time they pressed it, put that affiliation old. But they continued to do that old. Over time, or what the time limit to old on that affiliation old. They held over the time what should have been, he should have been held, any any inmate should have been held. At only approximate time, I think it would have been at six, six minutes. His was eight to nine to ten minutes. Yeah. of a affiliation old of death. And correctional service officer Hess, he was the call of all the movements of that day with my son. What happened? He called the move to go in on my son. And he knew he was the only one that knew the affiliation old and how long it had to be poor. He should have got notice of his assistants that walked inside that in that door to use that affiliation old. He did not see if there's any warning of how they were trained. Or was they was a sergeant uh, was uh, Correctional service officer here using my son as a, tra- a training body machine. Yeah. Because all the others that, that was present in that room didn't even know how to do the affiliation move. And that is why my son is dead today because they took notice that a correctional service officer here. You, have you got that needle ready yet, nurse? Give him that needle, nurse. Is there the doctor to say that to my son to give him that needle? Where's his needle? That no one never heard that. No one never heard that when the tape was playing. Yeah. Let's and also there was the sergeant at the other end of the bed. Yes. Held his throw it down towards the wood on the end of the bed. All the inmates know what I'm talking about. The wood at the end of the bed. Pressure over there. Two car correctional service officers pushing him down by the throw. And then they threw him to the nurse. When he was already dead. They threw him to the nurse? On the floor. floor. CPR. They knew it was goddamn late. That's a failure of duty of care. Failure of duty of care. That was in only one man's care. Officer Hemp. I want him up for a murder or a manslaughter. Yeah. And those other correctional service officers that were that there was with this officer, F. They were untrained. They shouldn't have been in that critical, passionate area. Mm. And they wasn't trained for those positions. 
Why, Ed, why did they enter that room on my son? Is that what a planned murder? Or what was it? Planned murder, I call it. They covered every inch of how they carried him. They carried him from the first room with his head down. Stop spitting, dungo. How can you stop spitting blood what they enforced and made him bleed? A most terrible thing. They, they made him nearly chase and leave breath on his own mucus and spit of blood. They broke his nose. They said he was with a shield. But you can't split no one unless you split them with your bare skin. Every topsy could tell you that. They said they done it by the shield. He had his face covered with his T-shirt, pulled up, up, up to his arms, and covered his face because he knew his face was going to get a fucking belt and... And he's got. Yeah. They might have finished them off. It was ankle punch, the death one, where they were in situation hole with their knee. They knew that was the position of his pancreas as well. That off of the head knew where that pancreas was, and you look on. I took photos from the morgue. And I'm going to pull them out. I'm going to put the autopsy report with it. And they see the real photos. Good. What they've done to my son. You know, I'm really, really honoured that you've come onto the show. And I just want to explain to you that it's, Latona, that this is not um, a mainstream media show. It's not Channel 7. This is 3CR. And... It's, it's a show that we on the Doing Time show are committed to building the movement to stop Aboriginal deaths in custody and indeed to stop all deaths in custody. And yes, that's what I'm aiming out to do. Sorry? That's what I'm aiming. Yep. So I want to build present and past cases. Yep. And, you know, the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody with your son... It, it did not uphold the recommendations. Oh, didn't uphold the recommendations. For the what? Royal Commission. Um, they, they, the, the, for example, they failed in their duty of care. Yes, they failed in their duty of care. And so, may I say something on air? Sure. How they failed on duty of care. I can't get that through the government because there's some got a goddamn law. Yeah. What's stopping all of us? I found that out today. Two days ago, actually, sorry. From a friend. I'm going to fight my lawsuit, my goddamn self, and I'm going to pay for it. And I'm going to win the case. Because us black fellas got F sweet F all. And we don't know, and we know we're not going to get it from the government. They're all trying to give us money to cover up, cover up all the dirt that they've done for so many years since the day they took our land away and they took all of our warriors, warriors and warriors and they still are doing it today. 
Don't you worry. If you if you do decide to sue, we'll be behind you. We'll do benefits to help you. I I I, I want to sue on my own. Yeah, that's okay. And I found this out, and I would like all the supporters, if you could help me with a with a criminal uh, solicitor that will do it for free for me and free for all other people of Australia as well. Yep. Let's beat this system. Because I'm paying them with their blood money what they give me of my son and that's where I'm going to play for the blood money to get these people accountable for their murders. For their murders, I should say. How many did they murder before my son? Two more got murdered after that in that same prison, same hospital after my son passed away. And there was two more before my son passed away. So how can you beat that? The only way you can beat the system is beat the government by paying your own money for your own lawyer and beat the system. That's exactly right. And in fact, I think that um, Latoya's brother, um, Wayne Feller Morrison, also um, died in custody as well. Oh, dear. Well, there, see? Similar deaths. Similar deaths in similar ways. And that's how they'll say it. All through, in many years, they've always said that. Not suspicious. They got away with murder and they knew it, the bastards. They get chipped off somewhere else to murder some fucking... All the other family, Aboriginal families of ours, in different castrations. Sending murderers to another place, another place to kill another person. Oh, genocide. It's genocide and it's 1788 all over again. Yes. It's the 2000s now. It's about time all of my race, Aboriginal race, we stand up now. We stop these deaths. And the only way we're going to stop these deaths, let's fight alone without any government bloody money. Let's do it. And push it and make sure everyone gets justice for what they put under the carpet and hidden for so many years. <coughs> I'm just so glad that, that, that you've come on air and that, that... Did you end up having your coffee? Yes, I'll drink half, actually. <laughs> I'm trying to look on this, mate. That's all right. Look, we won't keep you very much longer, but um, can you just tell us when the inquest is, Litona, that, that's coming up? The inquest is on the 4th to the 8th of March. And all supporters are most welcome. And past and present supporters of death and custody, please, I say, let's stand up and don't let this happen again in Australia. Let's get this constitution in and show our law of love, care and share our law. Okay. Absolutely. Look, thank you. So, And the inquest is going to be in Sydney, isn't it? Whereabouts? Um, look, Sydney. Where? The new court 
on your phone. Okay. And you're going. <coughs> pardon. Um, you're travelling from Kempsey, is that right? Yes. Yes. That's it. And what? Just one last question. What land are you from? Just so listeners are aware of what land. I'm from. Alburn Bridge, Rolling Plains Road, Eureka Road, Dungutty Tribal Elders Council. Dungutty. All right, well, let's give a shout-out um, to to David Dungay Jr. And yep. we're going to be, we're going to be, justice will prevail. Yep, yep. And so they are also having a rally on the day of the first course, Monday and then Thursday. Yeah. A rally. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All they're right. Sp- yep, go on. Yeah, they're going to pursue the judge if you make the right decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep in touch, eh? And and hopefully we can we can have you back back on at, at some stage. Yeah. And we'll keep plugging the inquest and for supporters to keep going there. Yeah. And I've uh, I've got a GoFundMe going, and I'm trying to get that going too. I don't know how to do it. What is it? Sorry. I'm on Go. Now to keep it going. Yeah. I'm only a huge. <laughs> yeah. At, at machines and that. computers. Yeah, so I'm on that to try and get help on that and, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Joseph Bouliersi is coming. He's he. We've interviewed him before on this show, and yeah. they've actually got a, a website called Deathscapes, and there's all the all the deaths in custody are documented there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but. We'll talk about that. Look, wishing you all the best from the from the Do and Time show at 3CR, and um, we wish you the best for everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, with all the, all the supporters, all me, all the people, I stand up. Don't let it happen no more. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Nice meeting. Take good care, and um, we'll we'll talk really soon. You still there? Yeah. You just broke out there for a while. Sit, um, you right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm vegetarian, man. You're what? I'm on vegetarian. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Herbals. Herbals. Good on you, mate. All right. Well, have a have a great have a great night. And we'll we'll talk soon. Yeah. Nice meeting you too, and thank you very much for that. Any time, and whenever you've got my number, any time you want to chat, call me. Yep. Yep. I will. If I get stuck on anything or anything. So can we call you, Auntie? Yes, you may. Oh. Okay. Well, thank you, Auntie. Yep. Okay. Okay. Bye. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Bye bye. Take care. Take care. And that was um, the mother of David Dungay uh, Jr., who died in custody um, 
and we um, are speaking, we're speaking to her live um, about her feelings in regards to the matter and she's rallying supporters to go to the inquest starting from the 4th of March in Sydney. So um, after that, we might need to have um, some music or some announcements and I'll line up Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective. Yeah, um, this is um, Joe Ray, me, Idiot Grin. Um, they toured, um, they're back together. They played in the corner on Friday. And you're back with the Doing Time show. And we've got Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective who is going to be speaking to us and giving us an update on what's happening with refugees and asylum seekers. Hello, Chris. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, awesome. So um, before we talk about the medical bill, could you just give us a little bit of an update on what's what's going on with, with uh, asylum seekers? Um. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot going on with asylum seekers. You've got um, uh, Hakeem uh, still facing extradition in Thailand and the government refuses to grant him citizenship, which would make all the difference. There's still a hunger strike in Yonga Hill and Mita, particularly of long-term detainees who have you know, a little way of, of getting out. They're asking to be uh, not moved interstate away from their, their families. 
Um, and the the cruelty on Manus and Nauru, you know, goes on. Um, in the lead up to the election, we we're trying to get the biggest Palm Sunday Walk for Justice for Refugees rally that we possibly can this year on April 14. Um, but the immediate issue is Karen Phelps has um, got a, a bill which would allow the medical transfer of uh, seriously ill refugees on Manus and Nauru to Australia. Uh, because what you have at the moment is uh, absolute whim of the minister to interfere in doctors' decisions, which is what you know Peter Dutton has done in the past, and um, almost nobody has come. And we are talking, you know, serious illnesses. Uh, we are talking, you know, people who are dying of cancer. There was a, a man who was brutally raped in his home country who was bleeding as a result for years. Um, it took years and years of legal action before he was finally brought to Australia. Um, Twelve people have died offshore. Um, uh, some, you know, like amid from a serious medical neglect. And over 50% of the people who've been held for getting on to six years now have serious diagnosable mental health um, conditions. And it's been reported by journalists in the last few days that um, Bill Shorten has been looking for a compromise over national security. He might be wavering on the bill. So we've got a rally at five today at the State Library um, urging the uh, Labor opposition and the crossbench to stand firm in the face of Scott Morrison's scaremongering. Um, it's already the case that the minister retains, you know, veto on national security grounds in the bill, so it's not quite sure what else uh, they would want. Um, but, you know, the coalition is telling a pack of lies. They've said that, um, you know, people who come here at rest refugees could be pedophiles and rapists and murderers. You know, there is absolutely zero evidence of this. Uh, we do know that, you know, there's, there's, there's actually, there's only a thousand people left there. There's Almost 700 people who have um, come to Australia now as part of the Latin Stay group and the children and their families who have caused no security issues and, you know, not a single one. There's a long history of um, abuse of, of security for political reasons. Um, and, I mean, absurdly, Christopher Pine claimed that uh, if the bill is passed, all a 1,000 would come here, and we would love to see that. Oh. Um, sadly... Sadly, that's not uh, true. That's not the scope of the bill. Um, but that does hide a truth about what the, the extent of the damage that the coalition has done to people's health and their, their fear um, around that. Um, so, yes, we're, we're, we're calling for Labor to stand firm, to you know, stand up to Scott Morrison, uh, not to waver. Uh, we know there's, you know, divisions in the, the Labor Party. Anthony Albanese said today that, um, you know, Labor shouldn't be weak on humanity, and that is absolutely right. And I think what would make a huge difference is rather than stuff around with the security thing, Bill Shorten would just come out and say, it's a 1,000 people, they're not a threat, bring them all here. And, you know, leave Scott Morrison with nowhere to hide. I mean, can you just... Thank you so much for that, Chris. Would you be able to just... Um summarise this this bill for listeners. So who's who's actually proposing the bill, Karen, okay, Karen the, Phelps? The bill has been um, uh, put to Parliament by uh, Karen Phelps, who won in uh, Malcolm Turnbull's seat. Uh, Adam Bant is a co-sponsor of the bill. And the bill essentially allows uh, 
refugees with serious medical issues who cannot be treated uh, where they are, who do not have adequate treatment, to be flown to Australia for treatment on the say of the two um, uh, senior treating doctors. Uh, and as I said, the minister retains a security uh, veto on national security grounds. But it, it would start to open the way for some of the, you know, thickest refugees to come here. Um, there have been almost, uh, you know, daily suicide attempts on uh, Manus Reef recently. Um, there is ongoing self-harm. Um, you know, it, it, 12 deaths already, I think it's a matter of time before somebody else dies. And we are saying that politicians should stop interfering in medical decisions. And for Labor to stand firm is, you know, the only way we're going to ensure that happens. So essentially what you're saying, Chris, to be really clear here, is that this medical transfer bill, if it makes the Senate, stops political interference in the transfer of sick refugees from Manus and Nauru? Um, yep, that's, that's it. it was, so it's already been voted on through convoluted parliamentary process in the Senate. It goes back to the uh, lower house tomorrow. Um, there's been some discussion, even though Labor voted for it in its entirety the first time round, that Shorten might make some amendments, but it's not clear what they are. And, um, you know, we've been worried by some of the headlines today, and we are saying that six years is enough. It is cool to keep desperately ill refugees there for political reasons. It's cool to keep any of the people there for political reasons. You know, it's time, time to end this. So if any of your listeners happen to be in the city, please please come along to State Library at um, 5, which is 15 minutes. Okay. No, and, you're, and I believe you're there setting, helping to set up there for this SNAP protest at the State Library. Uh, at five that, is, that is correct. So that is correct. <laughs> we'll let you go very soon. But one, la- one last question. Why, is, yep. the, why is, is Bill Shorten wavering? Why is the Labor government wavering on this? Why is the Labor government wavering? Um, the, I think it's because of the coalition scare campaign. Uh, you know, they claim there's a national security briefing that the, the bill would be a threat. Um, the, you know, the, the coalition has been jumping up and down in the media in the last days. I mean, there's some figures on the Labor right who are saying, who think that because they're about to be in government, that they need to mimic the, the coalition. Um, there's, Stupidity. you know, possibly a small element on the right, you know, worried about votes, but it's been shown time and time again that this isn't a, a vote changer. And actually there's a majority of people now, uh, who think that those on Manus and Nauru should be brought, you know, here to safety if there is nowhere else to, to take them. And that's the thing. Labor says it's going to clear Manus and Nauru anyhow. That's right. Uh, so I, you know, I don't see what the problem is. Uh, the only problem Labor has is they say they're going to clear them to third countries, which they don't have. Um, the medical bill actually provides them with a little way out for gives them some wriggle room. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's the, the, the coalition scare pack campaign. And um, it would be a tragedy where, you know, Morrison could face defeat in Parliament the first time this has happened for, you know, getting towards a 100 years. It would be a real blow to Morrison. For them to back down and give Morrison a victory would just be a, an utter tragedy. It but hopefully be. that will not happen. It better not happen. And anyway, as you say in your media release, the minister, well, the, the, uh, the release of the Action Collective, the minister already has the power to block evacuations on national security grounds in the current bill. Yes. What's his problem? Yes. Uh, they, they know that they're, 
that those grounds are quite narrow and they won't, uh, you know, it'd be unlikely that the minister is going to be able to use them every time. What the coalition says and why the coalition doesn't want to compromise is they don't want this bill at all. They want there only to be an advisory um, doctor's group to the minister that has no power to make decisions, which will allow the minister to overrule them every time. Um, you know, the, the, the security stuff is a farce. I mean, there's the history of both the coalition and Labor using ASIO um, judgments. I don't know if you remember the, the ASIO refugees. There were more than 50 yeah. had negative ASIO um, uh, assessments who were held in detention for, you know, up to nine years. Uh, they are almost all, maybe with the exception of one, out in the Australian community. It has caused no issues. The assessments were bogus. And I think this is what we're getting again, you know, bogus claims around security. It's disgusting. And just for listeners, refugee supporters have called a snap protest tonight, February 11th at 5pm at the State Library in Melbourne, Swanson Street. And if you're listening to this show and you're in the city, go to the State Library um, and urge Labor and the crossbench to continue to support Karen Phelps' medical transfer bill to stop political interference in the transfer of sick refugees from Manus and Nauru. Chris, thank you so much for coming onto the program. Uh, thank you for having me. Have a lovely night. Thanks. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. And that was Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective speaking about an upcoming rally, um, or sorry, I should say, snap protest at the State Library in Swanson Street tonight at five o'clock. And if people want to um, go to any of the meetings, Google Refugee Action Collective. It's, it is in Melbourne. And um, because I do some incredibly wonderful work. It's approximately 4.49 and I just wanted to remind listeners again that it, this is Subscriber Drive. And um, it, try to, to subscribe to 3CR. Now, just wanted to quickly announce um, an event that's coming up in Sydney um, this Saturday. Um it's a symposium, and it's it's actually being organised by the Death, Deathscapes team. Um, there's a launch happening for a Deathscapes website, um, which is documenting Aboriginal deaths in custody. And there are a number of guest speakers that, that are going to be speaking there. So hopefully the Do and Time show will be able to bring you some coverage from that for next week. Help 3CR support the rights of Indigenous Australians. They mean to save our culture and save our dreams, our footprints, dreams, our songline, and keep our culture going strong. Of course, a lot of the Aboriginals, having been stolen, were put into state care, and also others. The recognition were. of what our people have been through in the last 200 years, the recognition of our culture in the last 40,000 years, and the recognition of where we are heading into the future. Welcome to uh, Survival Day, Invasion Day. 223 years ago, the white man landed on our shores. Subscribe to 3CR and help. Keep Indigenous voices on air. Call us on 94198377 or visit 3cr.org.au. Subscribe now. Subscribe to your award winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Beard Base Camp. Welcome to the Little Red Slangy Treehouse. 
As you said, I'm down at the East West Tunnel picket, as it usually does start at 5.30am. The Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. The police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning. And I think for Australians, in order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continued culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 9419 now. Would you like to get involved in the decision-making process at 3CR? Nominations are now open in 3CR's Community Radio Federation elections. You can stand as a subscriber representative and have valuable input into the programming and future direction of this diverse and dynamic radio station. Nominations are due by Friday the 1st of March at 5pm. For more information, contact 3CR Station Manager on 9419 8377 or download the nomination form at the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au forward slash people. And you're back with the Doing Time show. So we're just about to wrap up pretty soon for our show. Um, just wanted to thank Latona Dungai and also um, Chris Breen for coming onto the show. And just to be give you a little bit more specific information about the Deathscapes Symposium and website launch. Um, Joseph Pugliese, who um, is a, a family friend of, of Ray Jackson and his family, and also um, a number of other people um, on the Deathscapes team, um, have launched a, a new website, as I was saying to you before, in regards to Aboriginal deaths in custody and just documenting um, what's happening with all the inquests. And this particular event is, is going to be happening at... The, settled, the settlement um, in Sydney. And there's going to be um, a couple of guest speakers, one of them being um, Carolyn Jackson, um, who's going to be speaking. Joseph Bouliersi will be chairing the event. And there's a number of panels. Um, one of the panels, is, for example, is called Responses to the Deathscapes site. Um, and there'll be other, other guest speakers um, talking about deaths in custody. And... Um, we'll bring you more information about that website um, next week. But basically, we did interview Joseph um, about the website um, along with um, his coverage of the inquest of David Dungai um, about a month ago. Um, we've got Beyond Zero coming up next. Um, we've got about three minutes left of our show. Um, just Go on. Six minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, my clock must be fast. Well, we've got... We finish at 57, but um, but yeah. So we're going to be going pretty out pretty soon with our with our theme song, Black Fella, White Fella from the Rumpy Band. And just a reminder to listeners to see if um, you can. Well, it might be a bit late now, but try to rock up to that rally if you're listening to this radio show. Rock up to the refugee rally organised by the Refugee Action Collective um, at 5 p.m. at the State Library. Um, they're protesting um, about refugees not being allowed medical treatment. 